we can always challenge ourselves. This is my, my thing, and we always should. Limits on the mind's attention, like I said, you know, we got so many things whirring around in there. In decision making, we have to balance off all of these things that we we have in our minds. What I felt as when I was in the funder was it's too risk averse. It's too risk averse, and then it what I found because we administered the DCMS money in COVID, then I found okay, the focus of the aversion is financial because we introduced financial measures and financial risk assessments additionally. And that would seem purely because, all right, we understand we're going to give out money quickly. Let's not make the mistakes. What's the first mistake we have to mitigate? Making sure we don't give money to people who are going to do bad things with it or not mismanage it in some way or not give us one receipt. Risk of us, you know, we got to move from those things and move towards where the community is at, what the sector's ways of working has done to the community in terms of how they feel about funders. You know, it's all in there and funders have the networks to get to those people. Lottery, you know, they got a bigger database than I've built up in 30 years and they can produce it in a minute and it's full of community organisations so the voices can be heard. The organisations have to be open to we're going to hear them, we're going to include them, we're going to make space for you within now and for the, the long-term future, you know, because it's, it's that kind of game. Individual motivations, beliefs, you know, life stories, life uh, moments, all of those has a bearing on where our bias takes us. Social pressures, norms, you know, everyone wants to have a sense of belonging, therefore it's, it's easy to understand why we all at times, you know, try and just settle in and be like, but we work in influential positions, we work for the community, we can't be too comfortable, uh, I believe, uh, and, and nor do I want to be, you know, I want to feel under pressure that I have to deliver top level all the time because the people at the front line need me to do that. Emotions. You know, it comes into it a lot. How we feel emotionally, how we connect with different groups. Or not. So, mitigating bias again, some strategies, because a lot of the research also highlighted strategies because it was direct questioning. What can people do? How can it be better? How can we improve? So again, I tried to split it into individually, for your org, for our org, and for those we serve, because that has to be the motivation. Individually, what we can do is accept that we all have biases, first and foremost. Then notice our own biases. Then educate ourselves, you know, become more aware, all of those things. Then start addressing it, little by little, little by little. You know, I'm, a, I'm from a sporting background, it's all about incremental progress. If I ran 10 seconds, and I never did, for the 100 meters, uh, you know, 9.9999 will do it for me the next day. 9.99999, doesn't matter, incremental. So the next day I gotta make some of those nines in weights. Keep going like that, and we will achieve eh? a bit of discipline, a bit of motivation, we'll achieve whatever we want. 
for your organisation. Whatever your position, and I know we've got a range of people in a range of positions within this room. So again, think about your own position of influence. Keep conversations live, you know? It's as simple as leaving a book on the end of a shared desk when we're when everything's good like that. Obviously the book's been sprayed, sanitized, been through a couple of machines, had two jabs, all's good. But leave the book there and see who reads it, you know, introduce conversations. The podcast series was for that. They spread from five minutes to, I don't know, 45 minutes. They're meant to be just listened to while you do something else. See what it provokes in your thinking. You know, it, it's all of those things. Play your parts, parts actively, you know, increase the, increase the pressure for change because it's good for all of us. Strong community means, a, or strong communities that are united means a strong society. Strong society means all the things we know, better health for people, uh, you know, more freedoms, less fear, more trust. It's all good, eh? People start connecting with people and doing things together because we all have different perspectives and who knows which is the right one until we've heard them all. So do it for those we strive to serve. You know, create the systems that are co-led, co-designed, co-driven. You know, why not? We, within organisations, you have your expertise. But the expertise of the community is interrelated with your business. It has to be, it's like you're missing a trick. It's like I'm in a room with four people and I'm thinking, I'll only ask one of them their opinion. Why? Why when I've got another two people who might have great solutions to existing long-term problems? And these are long-term problems in our communities. You know, I don't think many funders can tell me the amount of money they've been asked for has decreased over, over the last few years. So yeah, and drawing that range of diversity, the cultural diversity, identity, mindset, everything. And again, linking back to individually, as we become more self-aware, and that can be done through mindfulness, through reading, through lots of different things, and our cultural competence and understanding of the range of communities that, are, that we live with, that we live within, everything a little by little can start mitigating that bias any anyone who is in the room who's in high up in very influential positions in orbs i'll say yours is the role to lead this change and show that you're really in in it therefore you're relentless in it and then your team becomes relentless your org becomes relentless and you survive as orbs in a changing society which is all about diversity of thinking, of identity, of everything. It's the only way that society is going. So, you know, I'd say get on board. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, change is difficult, but evolution is normal. So, yeah. As I said, create the emotional understanding, the attachments, the stake. Empathize with your communities, understand them, really. Put yourselves in their shoes, really. Not in the shoes of your bias about what they're like. We'll see. Understand their lives. And again, difficult under COVID times, I know, but, but still possible. 
like I say, everything is possible. If if there's one thing you can take personally, you know, create those development plans. And I mean in terms of just a couple of things written down, you know, read this book, watch this film, read this newspaper, put alternative viewpoints and then timeline it. You know, there's things you can do now. If you've never watched, uh, for example, uh, African direct African directed film, go find one. There's loads out there, I guarantee. You might need subtitles, but maybe not. And go and see what it is. They all make cultural films. They all make films about society. So everything can be, yeah. Even if it's a music track. This, I'm gonna leave you with this. Uh, so this was from funders guidelines to uh, applicants. So it says people who are committed to enabling others to shape their lives and lead the change. And the interesting thing is that the funder would expect to see the people who benefit from this work to be included in the leadership, the design, the decision making, the governance of any initiatives. Great, I agree. I'll flip the question back and say anyone who expects that should also deliver that. And I don't, and I truly don't know which funder that's taken from. I blanked it out of my mind. But I'm sure it's like an ethos that runs across a lot in the philanthropy sec uh, sector. You know, put the people in the positions, share that leadership, knowing that you all have expertise. You may cross over expertise so that you're also the community, if you like, but then your positions make it slightly different. So even, even yourselves, go touch base. This is why I love doing community works a lot on side, working a funder because the community keeps me real and active and knowledgeable about those changes. And it's always changing, believe me. So what you knew last year isn't what's now. The community's changed. I work in a community where I had to learn, and this is no exaggeration, approximately 20 languages, only because I like to say hello in people's languages. 20 languages over three years in one community park. And that shows you the fluidity of the movement of the people within the communities. So yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. Any questions, happy to take them. Uh, thank you for listening. Unmute and speak up or put it in the chat.